This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. And good afternoon. Welcome to On Target here on VOCM. Richard Duggan filling in for Linda Swain today. Linda's off on holidays for the next couple of weeks and well there's a bit of a buzz in the air today in the capital city as of course this is regatta eve the royal st john's regatta go or no go announcement coming tomorrow morning lots of excitement going on because for the first time in about three years this is really the first full-scale regatta that we're going to get to see uh, without the covid restrictions in place last year we saw the scale back version of the regatta with just the races not the vendors and then the year before that that. There wasn't one at all because things were just too hectic with uh, the pandemic and everything like that. But as long as the weather is good tomorrow, hopefully we'll have the boats back at Lakeside. We'll have the vendors there and we'll be ready to go. So on today's edition of the program... In light of this, we have Noelle Thomas-Kennel. She is the Regatta Committee President and Ashley Peach, Vice President and Captain of the Course there on the line. Now, ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Well, thank, thank you for having us. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and I know it must be a very busy time for you now in, in preparation for, t- for tomorrow. Um, so I suppose no regatta roulette for you tonight. <laughs> no, not for us, although uh, we'll be down enjoying the, um, you know, the music and the festivities of the night before, but definitely no regatta roulette. <laughs> we'll be up too early in the morning. <laughs> so... In in terms of that no or no go announcement, is, is there any like excitement? Is that an exciting time for you? Or are you anxious while you're waiting for that decision to be made? Or walk me through what's going through your mind as as you're waiting for that final decision. Certainly, at the boathouse, uh, the regatta committee meets bright and early, um, and we make the call around five thirty. Certainly, reviewing the weather forecast for the day. So certainly lots of uh, excitement leading into the final decision. Oh, I can imagine, especially for, for you being involved with the committee. It, you know, this this is what you work all year long for, I guess, to see this come to fruition. So lots of excitement there, I would imagine, for sure. Um, I, just to start off here on the program, I guess we'll introduce the audience to, to a bit about yourselves and some of your history. So, Noel, I'll start with you. Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and some of your history with the regatta. Sure. Um, so I I did row. I have rowed for two years. I am a much better committee member. I will tell you that. I was definitely not in the championship races. Loved it. It's so hard. But um, I am definitely better suited with the, the regatta committee role. So I've been around um, pretty much my whole life. Uh, my mother and my grandfather both served on the committee. My mother is um, an honorary life member right now. So I kind of towed along with them through uh, regatta days. And so the the excitement of a regatta day to me is just like Christmas. Um, And I think I might have been about 10 years old when I started asking, how old do you have to be to get on the committee? (laughs) So my history with the the committee is is deep-rooted and uh, definitely kind of in my blood. And uh, so that's that's where I come from uh, when it comes to the regatta. And Ashley, what about you? What's what's some of your history and and how you got involved with the committee and with the regatta in general? 
I first uh, became involved with her again, I think it was probably back in 2002, maybe, um, as a rower. And I rowed for a number of years until 2012. And uh, I was away at school for a couple of years. And when I came back in 2015, um, some committee members approached and asked if I was interested in joining the committee to bring um, along some, uh, I guess, really the rower's perspective as well. And uh, certainly, I've been involved with the committee now since 2015 in different capacities. Noelle and Ashley, I guess either of you can answer this next question, especially as both of you uh, have rowed in the past. But for those who have never rowed or, you know, have have been involved in in the physical aspect of actually competing in a regatta, what is it that attracts you to it? And what is it, I guess, for you that makes it such, such a special event? Do you want to give that one a go, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, I know as a rower, and I, the rowing will uh, rower will always be in my blood. It was certainly the um, the team aspect. You know, training for a significant portion of the year, um, multiple spins a day, cross training. All those things certainly build friendships within the crew, but also probably most importantly amongst um, the fellow crews amongst ourselves um, certainly developed lots of friendships over the years I know regatta day is always such excitement with the crowds on the along the lakeside certainly um, really brings a lot of energy and a lot of excitement to rowers as they are racing down the pond and and I guess oh did you have something else you want to add yeah go ahead I was gonna say from uh, you know again not a champion rower here but from the outside looking at the crews the determination of how much work they put into their season and it's a short season but they train all year round and it's just really incredible to watch the grit um, of, of the teams down there racing for this one giant day that we have in our province and i just find that really special and two you know you you mentioned the excitement of the crowd and how that would feel for someone uh who's rowing in in this event and that was something that was missed last year i mean there were people that could go down in pockets but certainly nothing like what has been seen or what we have been accustomed to accustomed to in a pre-pandemic time so uh not only a return uh to the full-scale regatta uh for this year as well but also for the rowers to get that full experience again as well yeah, definitely. Yeah, certainly. Kind of <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. No, certainly excited for them to be able to uh, experience the the crowds, especially with our new younger rowers who have joined us in the past couple of years. For them to truly experience a full race day will be a, a delight. So, Noelle, tell me a little bit about what will be happening tomorrow. How many teams are registered, and sort of how things, how the day is going going to unfold. Uh, sure. So we have um, Ashley. Correct me if I'm. So this is actually Ashley's uh, Ashley's wheelhouse for this race day. Um, crews and operations, for example, are really under under Ashley. So maybe I'll actually give it over to Ashley to answer. <laughs> Sure. We have 71 crews registered this year. We are excited to have five teams from out of out of town. So they race um, with Harper Grace Brigada Committee. So they'll be joining us this year. So, yes, yeah, certainly 71 teams will be taking to the course uh, tomorrow. 
And of course, now coming out out of the uh, the pandemic, and again last year having the scale back for GAD and whatnot, uh, have you been hearing much in terms of say apprehensions from people having to come down this year after after the last couple of years? I don't think so. I think it's it's pretty much we're we're in the point where we're living with COVID, right? So there's been festivals already and I think people who are comfortable going have gone and people who aren't um, have watched from afar, let's say. But um, So I don't think there's any real apprehensions about it. Uh, I think as long as everybody is, uh, you know, following public health guidelines and if you're sick, maybe this year isn't the best year to come down. Uh, masks are recommended. However, it's a personal choice. We do have the benefit of an outdoor event, which is fantastic. Um, you know, so while it's tight quarters down there, you can spread out if you're not comfortable. Speaking with Ashley and Noel on today's edition of On Target. That's again Noel Thomas Kennel, Regatta Committee President, and Ashley Peach, Vice President and Captain of the Course. We have to take our first break of the day of the day on today's edition of the program. Uh, but when we come back, we're go- going to dive in a little bit more into, uh, I guess, some of the preparations this year. Maybe even some of the uncertainty surrounding uh, the races. Uh, of course, earlier in the year we had the uh, the Omicron outbreak, which sort of threw everything in the flux so uh, we'll dive a little bit more into that coming up when we come back from this commercial break join us for on target one hour in which linda swain examines topics that mean the most to you on target weekday afternoons at one on your vocm and welcome back to the program. Richard Duggan in the studio today, filling in for Linda Swain. And again, uh, tomorrow, uh, bright and early, it's going to be the go or no-go announcement for the Royal St. John's Regatta. And on the program today, I have two people who are taking time out of their very busy schedules this time of year to join us. Uh, that is uh, Noel Thomas-Kennel, Regatta Committee President, Ashley Peach, Vice President and Captain of the Course. And... As we were speaking about before the break, this is the first regatta to be held in full swing since 2019. We had Omicron at the beginning of this year that sort of threw everything into uncertainty. Um, Last year, precautions were made, and as we were still pretty deep in the pandemic, but we were still able to have the regatta. Noel, was it ever in doubt that the regatta could happen this year? Of course, uh, you know, with the, how the last two years have gone, um, at sort of moment to moment. So even right now, we're, we're hopeful that there'll be no, um, you know, no issue with basically the staffing and our, our committee members who run the event and crews. So right now, in order to have the regatta, we need to make sure everybody's healthy. <laughs> so we've been uh, very cautious um, in the last little while to make sure that uh, that we're staying as healthy as possible so that we have a full contingent of our, our committee members to be able to run the event. Um, but of course, we don't know what's, what's going to happen in the week. So, uh, but by tomorrow, I think, fingers crossed, we're all good. <laughs> And for people coming down uh, to view the regatta and take in the festivities, uh, no precautions in place or anything like that outside of what uh, we've been uh, discussing over the last couple of years, nothing that people need to know in that regard? Uh, No, so there's nothing formally in place uh, other than the the public health guidelines for everybody and and everywhere. So right now, again, where we're outside, so masks are a choice. Um, It's strongly encouraged, of course, and... 
the the big thing is to make sure that if you're you're feeling unwell that uh, you maybe don't attend tomorrow. And Ashley, now I'll throw it over to you because, uh, as we were mentioning before the break, uh, the you know the events of the day and how everything sort of plays out—that's really in your wheelhouse. So, what sort of preparations did you have to make, and uh, was there any sort of contingency plans that you had to keep in mind uh, as you prepare uh, for the races to go ahead? Certainly, over the past week or so, we have been organizing our committee roster, making some backup plans for in case certain individuals aren't able to attend, such as um, making sure that we had a backup gunner, making sure we had backup individuals who were able to operate our safety boat or our judge's boat. So there are certainly um, key areas that we were making sure that we have um, certainly crossover and training of committee members. As well, a lot of the big focus was working um, with crews. Unfortunately, we've all re- we had received notification from some crews of crew members who are unable to race tomorrow, which is very unfortunate after their year training. So just working alongside crews and their teammates to uh, make sure that we are able to accommodate them through our spear pool. And in terms of... Um uh, the teams that are going to be competing tomorrow, uh, you mentioned the number a little bit earlier. How does that number differ from years past? Is that number sort of on par? Is is there less teams competing this year? How does that uh, uh, shape up? Um, compared to 2018 and 2019, when we were entering into the uh, 200th regatta, certainly we do see a decrease in crew registrations this year. However, fortunately, um, we are certainly in comparison of our typical crew registrations from prior years, say 2015, 2016. Um, certainly we would like to um, grow our crew register, continue to grow our crew registration, but certainly with the first year out, um, kind of with living with the pandemic, lots of people wanting to travel, leave the province. So we're very pleased with having 71 crews take to the race tomorrow. And can you tell us about the, uh, I might be asking you to get a a little bit too specific now, but the breakdown of, say, men's teams versus the women's teams that are competing this year? Uh, Certainly. Um, For I do have a pretty specific here with my um, tracking documents. But certainly we are looking at, we have 28 senior women's teams. um, And eight masters, and eight senior men's teams, certainly. So, um, the women's senior women's team are certainly a strong contingent this year. We have um, eight sport teams who will be racing tomorrow, as well as five junior teams, both men and women. We have a five women juvenile team who will be racing, as well as both two women intermediate and two men intermediate teams. And we also have our five master, or sorry, three masters women's teams and two masters men's teams, along with four uh, women's crews who will be rowing the long course for the first time, and as well as I mentioned, our five out of town teams. Exactly, and that's something that uh, I hope to get into a little bit later as well, because uh, uh, as you mentioned, some history going to be made there with uh, the women's teams running or rowing the um, that long course for the first time. We'll get into that uh, in a little bit as well. Um, but I did want to ask as well in in talking about uh, the 
the teams and, and sort of the difference compared to pre-pandemic, I wanted to ask the same in terms of uh, vendors coming down. Have you seen or have the vendors been eager to get back down to Lakeside? Uh, maybe, uh, Noel, you could speak to that. Or, uh, Absolutely, or, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, ha- no has there been... Uh, or maybe have you been seeing some apprehension on that? Uh, what have you been uh, been seeing and hearing? Not at all. No, we're we're right back to where we always are. Um, we're pretty much on par for our vendors. Um, so happy to see everybody back down around the lake. It's uh, you know the buzz down here on Regatta Eve is always something to see, and uh, everybody's setting up their booths. It's, uh, it's fantastic. So we are actually pretty much on par, if not a little bit better than usual. So you can expect to see all your regulars. And especially, too, the one thing that uh, we we also talk about in terms of the regatta is that it's not just a historic rowing event, not just a big, you know, something that everybody in the area, in the region looks forward to, uh, whether that be going down and uh, just taking in the festivities or rowing in it. But the regatta is also a huge economic driver as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of our vendors, there's some who, who do it because they've always done it and it's just part of their history, but there's also vendors who come down and this is a giant, um, you know, fundraiser day for them. So their, their organizations take in a, a fair bit of money for, for their needs for the year. And uh, that was something that we really, really missed last year is having that ability to help, uh, help our vendors. Is there a different energy down uh, with everybody involved in this this year, uh, knowing that this is, you know, everything is essentially back to normal? Mm-hmm. I I liken it to after the World War. Um, you know, we the regatta was really a celebration that things were back to normal, and I really think that this year is similar. Although we're not quite in the clear, um, you know, I think everything is feeling a little bit more normal, feeling a little bit more relaxed than the last couple of years. And I think that this is the perfect time to have uh, have a celebration and uh, really enjoy ourselves down there today, tomorrow, and today. This is a regatta uh, roulette edition of On Target. We're on regatta eve now, uh, looking ahead to tomorrow. And uh, again, that no or no-go announcement. Uh, We're up against another break here now on the program. Uh, We're speaking again with uh, Noel Thomas-Kennel, regatta committee president, Ashley Peach, vice president and captain of the course. When we come back uh, uh, to the program, I want to talk a little bit about some of the history that's going to be made at this year's regatta, as we touched on just a few minutes ago for the first time ever uh women's crew is going to be able to row the long course we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, some of the preparations in terms of rowing that rowers are having to make uh to be able to row in in the regatta and uh, some of the preparations that go into that so we'll touch on that coming up in just a few minutes don't go away Weekdays on VOCM, it's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. And welcome back to On Target. Richard Duggan filling in for Linda Swain on today's program. It's Regatta Eve, and we are talking all things regatta today with the president of the Regatta Regatta Committee. That's Noel Thomas-Kennel and Ashley Peach, vice president and captain of the course. And as we mentioned before the break, a bit of history being made at this year's regattas. It's the first time that women's crews will be rowing the long course. Uh, Noel, how big is that to happen? 
it's pretty giant. Um, you know, it's it's a long time coming. Uh, we're we're on our 204th anniversary uh, regatta, and this is the very first time that it'll happen. So we did run the race through our come home year races in June and through time trials. And uh, I think everything is set to go for tomorrow. The four crews that we have signed up are very excited to make that history. Um, they've been training really hard. Um, it's just going to be a really exciting moment, I think, for everybody down there. Ashley, what's your feelings on seeing this happen? Uh, Noelle and I were certainly, when we first accepted our positions with uh, the regatta committee this year, uh, we certainly chatted about what new additions we wanted to bring to the regatta and certainly um, introducing the women on the long course and as well as uh, men's on the short course. So fortunately this year, like Noelle had mentioned, we do have four women crews who are rowing the long course and uh, special mentions to RBC Dominion Securities and as well to Eastern Valve and Control. These are actually two crews with individuals who would be typically rowing in an intermediate age category, but um, with the inaugural long course race, they have uh, decided to row in our senior age category in order to participate in the first ever senior women's long course race. So hopefully next year with... Hopefully next year with um, now getting the information out there that we'll certainly be able to grow each category and as well certainly have uh, some men's crews who express interest in putting a time on the short course. And uh, Ashley, as you mentioned a little while ago, this was something that yourself and Noel, uh, you know, when you were looking at potential changes that could be made, this was something, uh, I, I guess, a goal of yours. How long has this been in the making? Um, certainly over, I would say, probably the last six years, um, looking at making changes to the championship uh, race times when alternating between women and men for the first and the second race. Um, certainly there's been lots of, um, I guess, uh, practice, different fun regattas we've had, um, just trying out different course and race categories. So certainly, um, it's been a long time in the making for, um, the regatta and this year was a great way for um, us to finally really start expanding on our race categories. Have you been hearing a lot of excitement uh, from racers about this? And uh, what are what are you hearing? Yes, yeah, certainly uh, everyone is very interested in learning about uh, new opportunities for the rowing community down at Kitty Video Lake. So definitely this is a great first start. Um, and we'll be working with throughout the next few years to see how else we can uh, further develop and expand upon our Royal St. John's Regatta Race Day. And for those who don't know, who may not be too familiar in terms of the course that is rowed and the lengths that are involved there, what is the difference between uh, the long course for, versus that short course? Ashley, do you have that right offhand? <laughs> oh, now, now you're really re making me recall of my rowing. Uh, <laughs> you got your rowing history? Um, rowing history? Hold on. No, so I know this. For example, they row um, a quarter course. Uh, I don't think that's actually in our program. Um, sorry, this one is... Uh, 
Oh, yeah, no worries. We can come back to that, actually. Uh, that's totally fine. Um, I have uh, something else there that I, that I wanted to touch on as well If uh, mm-hmm. while we're getting that information. Um, you know, as, as you're, you're both aware, we uh, just came out of a pretty – intensive heat wave here in the capital city um with uh, you know temperatures that that we've never seen this summer has been warmer i think than any of us can recall um has the heat did the heat wave of course the those warnings are ended now but uh did that period affect the ability for crews to train it didn't um luckily i guess most of our spins are early morning and evening so the the majority of our rowers are are generally in the the cooler time of the day but um their dedication i think they they honestly just pushed right through so um it didn't stop any training as far as as we're aware Uh, we didn't uh, cancel any spins or anything like that but it sure had to be hard Was that a consideration that you were looking at, though, in ter- when you're looking at these heat warnings and having to cancel some some practices because of it? Of course. Uh, you know, the safety and security of our, our athletes is number one priority and our staff. So uh, our staff are down on the dock all day long. So definitely something that uh, is considered. Um, we, we were able to kind of sustain through the few days of, of really high heat. So uh, very lucky nothing Nothing happened. Um, everybody was well hydrated. <laughs> and now, Noel and Ashley, you're both uh, rowers and and have competed in the past. Um, just walk us through for you know people who um, haven't rowed before the type of intensive training that has to go into preparing for the regatta. Because you know you, you I've driven past the lake many times and you see the crews that are out and they're they're rowing in the boats. But it's not just a couple months out of the year. So some of these crews are really training year round uh, for the regatta. Certainly, uh, lots of crews will uh, certainly start training or at very least start their cross training in the fall months. And certainly, it's very common in January, shortly there after Christmas, that crews really start looking at their ergometer training. So that's the dry land training, the erg machines, um, some people refer them to, that uh, certainly they are doing multiple um, workouts a week on the ergometers, if not probably five or six, um, up until really when we open the boathouse, which is typically the first Monday in May. Um, so, yeah, so there is lots of uh, behind-the-scenes training on t- before crews take to the water. And I guess you both could answer this, but, I mean, how much of a physical toll does that type of uh, exertion take on, on the body? Oh, it is a whole body workout, that's for sure. Um, Certainly, um, yes, it's an excellent strength and cardio workout. Um, It takes quite the... the dedication in order to start building up to your training uh, meters. I know there's lots of crews who are doing between, say, six and eight kilometers on the ERG at a time, and then there's other crews who are venturing up into the 12 to 15,000 kilometers per session. And I, I have found actually the course lengths uh, specifically, so I knew I knew I would be close, but I didn't want to. Uh, to say anything untrue. So we have the full full course length is 2.45 kilometers and the length of the half course is 1.225 kilometers. So I think uh, 
that in itself uh, explains that in order to get up and down the pond in um, half course, about five to seven minutes, and full course, um, say, nine to 13 minutes, that takes an awfully big toll on the body. Absolutely. And, and certainly uh, for our sports teams, they row um, typically, as long as the wind allows, they start at the top of the pond and they row to the half course kegs. And that works out to be about 0.6125 meters that they row. So these are our youngest athletes on the pond, and they're anywhere between the ages of 10 and 13. So it's quite a workout for everyone. When I was 10 and 13, I was walking to the corner store. I wasn't competing in the regatta. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So quite an incredible feat, no doubt about that. Um, We are up on our last break of the day on On Target for today. And again, we're discussing all things regatta as we prepare for that no or no-go announcement tomorrow morning. uh, On the line with us today is Noelle Thomas-Kennel, regatta committee president, Ashley Peach, vice president and captain of the course. We're going to take our final break of the day and we'll continue this conversation when we come back got plans for midnight bring your vocm along with the best soundtrack for every night anywhere the vocm all night show midnight on your vocm and welcome back to On Target. Richard Duggan filling in here for Linda Swain. On today's program, we're discussing the regatta with Noel Thomas Kennel and Ashley Peach. And this uh, events really kicked off uh, for the regatta. I mean, of course, the regatta itself is the big blow off to all that hard work. But uh, regatta festivities actually began last week, and uh, the regatta committee hosted its regatta Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. Noel, I know that you were there. I was there uh, covering it for VOCM. Uh, three inductions were made. Uh, talk a little bit about what it means uh, for the committee to be able to honor some of those who have contributed so much to, to the regatta throughout the decades uh, leading up to the event. Absolutely. I mean, every sport who has a Hall of Fame truly takes, um, you know, takes this very seriously. Our Hall of Fame committee uh, review applications each year, and uh, it goes through quite a rigorous po- process, actually, to uh, come up with the inductees for each year. So three of the inductees for this year were the Torbay Fisherman's Cruise from 1928 to 1938, uh, Mr. Michael Hickey and Mr. Ronnie Witten. And to be able to honor um, our sports best, uh, you know, anybody who's had a long time history with the regatta as a builder or a rower or, uh, or as a crew, um, we'd love to be able to honor them and uh, and kind of mark in history what they've done throughout their lives to uh, to commemorate their their love for the sport. And too, for me, being there and, and covering the event here for the station, um, it, it's cool for me as an outsider to be able to be there and listen to some of the stories that were told. And it really gives you a, a, a deeper appreciation for not just the sport, but the connection that people have to it as well. Absolutely. You know, um, I know, for for example, Mike Hickey, he started when he was 10. And uh, he's no longer 10, <laughs> so he's had a lifetime of, uh, of rowing and of committee volunteer um, uh, commitment, and he's a coach and a builder, and, uh, you know, that type of 
lifetime commitment is what we like to honor. But but the camaraderie and the the love for the sport is just really shines through these stories when we read them in the applications. And now one thing about the regatta, uh, moving on to a bit of a different topic now, um, is that it's not just the St. John's regatta, it is the Royal St. John's regatta. And this year, the Royal St. John's regatta coincides with a pretty significant royal event, and that's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Uh, so either Noel or Ashley, whoever wants to answer, talk a little bit about the significance of this year's regatta as it coincides with such a significant uh, event as that. For sure. So we um, we generally do uh, celebrate the, the Jubilees. We had uh, the Diamond Jubilee uh, for the, the celebration of the 60 years on the throne. And so, of course, it was natural this year to, to rename our, our regatta the Platinum Jubilee for 70 years on the throne. What an incredible accomplishment uh, for, for the Queen. And, of course, we're quite... Um, quite linked with uh, with the queen and and um, the royal designation that we hold so it was very important to us to uh, commemorate that this year now we only have a couple of minutes left here on the show but i did want to touch on this as well uh, i've heard through the grapevine that the memorial cup will be making a, an appearance at the regatta uh, what can you tell you me about that, that? <laughs> how did you hear that it is um so at about uh, 2 30 i believe um there's a little bit of a photo up uh, with the memorial cup and it's going to make its way across the the pond in one of our probably the vip boat and uh, then on its way down to the beer tent, to the Kitty Bitty beer tent. So uh, it, it'll be around. Um, I'm sure down in the uh, Kitty Bitty Brewery beer tent, there, there'll be an opportunity for, for folks to have a look. No, Ashley, uh, just finally, um, as ha- was mentioned off the top of the show, both of you have been involved with the regatta and rowing for many years. So I just wanted to end the program today on some of your favorite memories of the event. So, Ashley, I'll start with you. When you look back at all the regattas that you've been vo- involved in or been down to over the years, what are some of the big memories and uh, s- special moments that stick out for you? Uh, certainly it was when uh, I was an uh, intermediate. Uh, we didn't realize how fast we were. My uh, team, we were called CompuSalt that year, and our captain was Gord Delaney. We uh, didn't really realize uh, when we were training all summer how fast we truly were. Uh, so that was quite a, a special moment uh, back then. And as well, uh, certainly over the years, I've raced with a lot of um, Different teams, um, certainly one year rowing with my sister, um, Allison, and winning the championship race. That is certainly another uh, great memory to have as well. And, Noel, what about you? What sticks out in your mind when you think about all the regattas that you've seen and been a part of? Um, I think mine go back to uh, a little bit younger than Ashley's. I think my my first and, and most fond memories are um, my mom and my grandfather were judges and uh, back when we had the horse and carriage that used to go up the boulevard and follow the race as um, some of the timers and judges used to to be in the horse and carriage. So my mom taking me for rides <laughs> up uh, up the boulevard with her while she was timing some races. That's uh, one of my fond- fondest memories. And then, of course, uh, the year that I joined the committee in, in 2009, myself, my mother, and my grandfather, um, we were all 
active on the committee at the same time for about five years before my grandfather passed. And that's so special to me. Um, definitely something that, uh, that I cherish. And I would imagine too, you know, looking, thinking about those memories and even though it's a hectic day for the both of you with, uh, you know, getting things ready and all, all the stuff that you have to do on race day, it must be nice to just, you know, when you see families uh, going down or you see a, a rower get out of the boat after winning and, you know, they go over and they hug their parents or they hug their loved ones. It must be really special to see that as well and see those memories being made for others. It really is. Uh, you know, every single person down around the lake, I think, has their own history about the regatta, their own favorite memories. And that's really something special uh, about our event. Um, and I, I love it. It's it's a labor of love. Uh, you know, we put a lot of hours into this and it's all volunteer. But it's absolutely something that we love to do. And uh, you can't take us away from it. <laughs> Excellent, and I can't think of a better way to end off today's program than on that sort of a sentiment and, you know, the connection that for anyone that's been able to be a part of the regatta or get to go down to it over the years, the special connection that I can have in, in everyone's lives that gets to go down and be a part of that. Ashley and Noel, thank you so much uh, for coming on the program today and talking about the regatta, and I know that you're very busy in your preparations, so I'll let you get back to it, uh, but thank you so much for coming on the program today. Thanks so much, Richard. Thanks so much, Richard. We look forward to seeing everyone this evening at our Come Home Year Regatta Eve celebration with uh, different concerts that we have planned along the lakeside and as well as different vendors. And then as well tomorrow for the race call for weather permitting, we'll, we'll have races. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program. And of course, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, you can tune in to VOCM. We'll be live down at Lakeside for that no or, or for that go or no go announcement. Uh, again, uh, that on today's program, of course, we had Noel Thomas Kennel, Regatta Committee President, and Ashley Peach, Vice President and Captain of the Course. That's all for me on today's edition of the program. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a safe day, everyone. Talk soon.